One of the best vacations we've ever had. How about that? Yeah, West Virginia. Who knew? So we 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 get there. First of all, I did not know. You know, when you think West Virginia, you think coal mines, right? I mean, that's real. That's what I think. You, you think coal mine. Um, it is incredibly, incredibly green. I've never seen so many trees in my life. It's just trees in hills. Right, John Denver had her. I mean, this thing, it was one hill after another hill after another. And these hills, most of them are the rock. And the trees grow right on, right into the rocks. I've never seen anything like it. And, and nobody really, if you are more than, you know what, I'm, I'm going to stretch it a little. If you're more than two miles away from the freeway, right, you're in nowheresville. Right, you're in somewhere you don't want to be, as my brother would say, and and it was incredible. I mean, it's so I can't do it justice because outside of where there was a highway, okay, or you know where people lived and where the people lived, you had to they they had to cut down all the trees for people. It's nothing but trees, mountains, hills, trees, river. You know, my brother lives right off of the Mud River. Uh, and where he lives, there's kind of a little waterfall in his backyard and all that stuff. But uh, they call it the Mud River for a reason. Uh, but we went, we did everything. I mean, we we went boating. We went, you know, uh, rafting, whitewater rafting. By the way, I will say this, the gorge. If you are a uh, outdoorsy person, right, if, if your family's into uh whitewater rafting if you're into zip lining and and they have this thing i don't even know what to call it it's it's, it's like a zip lining course with all these other obstacles up in the trees and, and like forts and it was it was incredible and if you're into that hunting fishing uh off-road atvs this place has it all uh and we did it all uh and again like i said the best part was i didn't have to pay for it and uh it was look it up, but if you're into this 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 place called the Gorge, it was incredible. And we're we we were whitewater rafting. We did this, believe it or not, we did it Monday, and then yesterday we had to fly home. That was a mistake. Uh, but all of us are in the boat. There were six of us. So it was my wife, me, my two boys, my brother, and his son, his his wife and his his uh, daughter. They wanted no part of it. And we were in a a. I would say the the medium course. This is a place where you can, they have like, I did not know this, but apparently like world championship whitewater rafting is done here. I'm going to tell you about our experience. It was incredible. It was exhilarating. And my brother almost died. Take the radio news hour. We'll be back right after the break. Driving down the road, I get a feeling that I should have been home yesterday, yesterday, country roads, take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home, country roads. <laughs> I love that. 
that song, by the way. Now I can relate. And uh, what a trip we had uh, with just so many interesting things. And, and you see the all the good and the bad of, of the economy. And, you know, I've talked about my brother a lot and how he talks about how, uh, you know, kids can't grow up, you know, live there. There's no jobs and and, and heroin and meth are are everywhere. But uh, West Virginia, a beautiful place. We were at this place called the Gorge, and I will tell you, uh, I you know, do you make your? They have this. We did not stay. They have a resort up there. It looked fantastic. And you're up in you know the woods because there's all there is in West Virginia woods and uh, the uh, the new river. Uh, that runs there, and, and whitewater rafting, and, and we're all in this boat, and and we we come through, and we're hitting one of the rapids, and the boat turned, and my brother gets knocked off the boat. I mean, in he goes, and, and we're pulling him back into the boat when when we're in these rapids, and this was a, it was this was a class four rapids that we were in uh and and they do class it's one to six six being the most dangerous and what what how the grade um is your likelihood of dying that's what they told us and if you fall out of the boat how likely is it that you're gonna die right a, a class one not very likely class six yeah you're in trouble uh we were in a class four and as we were pulling him back onto the boat we I mean, we just, we've got him, you know, pretty much all the way in the boat when we come up another rock and the boat almost tips over and all of us are in the water. Everybody but the the guide and my wife. You know, my wife's got great survival instincts. She is the only one not in the water. All of the, plus these two people that were with us that we didn't know, all, all there are seven of us in the water uh, it was mass pandemonium. It was nobody got hurt, and it was the best part <laughs> because nobody got hurt. And, and uh, but but I will tell you that it was an exhausting vacation. My kids, you know, they're eighteen and fifteen. They loved it. I mean, it was action packed. We're sore. We're beat up. Uh, we did uh, a lot of activities. One of the great things is my brother was giving uh, some advice to my kids. And and where they're talking about, it, he goes, yeah, any is great if you got the toys, right? Of course it's great. Look, you know, my brother is my brother does very well. He's got a a small arcade in his basement, and and he's got uh, one of the I don't know if it's one of the big, but it's you know, the biggest baseball card collection I've ever seen. Uh, the matter of fact, he's got every Hall of Famer ever except he's missing two of them, two players you've never heard of from the 1800s, and they're all displayed and blah, blah, blah. But but he was telling my kids, he goes, yeah, it's great if you got the toys, and if you don't have the toys, know somebody who does. <laughs> and one of his buddies lives on a lake, has the boat, has the quad, has this and that. And, and uh, one of the things he said is, is, this guy's a personal injury lawyer. This guy's a personal injury lawyer. This guy is a car dealer. This guy's a car dealer. He was tell- so uh, I don't think you're going to be a car dealer, so be a lawyer and be a personal injury lawyer. That was the advice he gave uh, my two sons. He goes, because without the toys, yeah, it's not a great trip. So there you go. Uh, if you're 
into adventure and you want, uh, if you're a big whitewater rafter, uh, West Virginia definitely could meet your needs. And uh, that was kind of my trip. I'm sure I'll tell more stories as, as the time goes on. And, and uh, we, we recoup. We got in uh, late yesterday. We spent the whole day flying back home yesterday. And uh, we were in the airport in Houston for like five hours. It was just, we finally got home. So uh, got to get retrained here. A lot of things happening. Jay Powell is testifying in front of Congress. Uh, I, I gold's on the verge of going positive, which apparently it hasn't done since I've been gone. Uh, right now, gold's twelve hundred and twenty-seven dollars. Um, and one of the things that happened was Larry Kudlow was on TV this morning. And you know, for those of you that don't know who Larry Kudlow is, he is now our economic advisor something like that and he's one of those guys he was on the tv a lot he was a a regular on cnbc and he was uh being interviewed today and he's one of these guys that i that i told you never listen to this guy because he lies right he's and and lie exaggerate whatever you want to say he was the guy that remember he was on a few weeks ago and told everybody how rapidly the deficit was going down. That guy, right? <laughs> Actually, it's rapidly going up, but that's not mince words. Today, I will say that, you know what, maybe because I, he got so much crap about the big lie about the deficit that today he was actually about as truthful as this guy can get. So here's what he said. He said that we could maybe get 4% GDP growth for a quarter or two, right? And what he's talking about, if we're going to get a four, it'll either be the second quarter, which already has ended, right, which was, we know, hey, it, was, it was pretty good, or the quarter that we're in right now. Everybody knows after that it's not going to happen. Uh, and, and and I think really 2019-3 is going to be hard. But that's one of the things that he said was, hey, you know what, okay, let's be honest about GDP. Uh, that It's good. You know, and he put his positive spin on it, but I appreciate the fact that he didn't, you know, talk nonsense, uh, which kind of leads me to believe I don't even know if we'll get to four. Now, if he's only saying four for a quarter or two, now I'm now, – I'm hoping this quarter, the second quarter that end, I was hoping we'd get one. We may not. I don't know. But then he started talking about China. And he started talking about how China is not playing ball. In other words, he, he, he's saying that President Yi in China is not a, even engaging in the trade wars, that the president is frustrated, that he is frustrated, and and that at least and, and again, I've been thinking this all along, and I know right now, right, everyone we're, we're like, hey, nothing bad's happened quite yet. We've had some tariffs, and and if you look at the Federal Reserve or if you looked at Wall Street, uh, you you thinking, hey, uh, you know what, everything's going okay, and we're winning the trade war, and today Larry Kudlow, at least for the first time, 
I don't know if we'll win, lose. I don't know what the right answer is, but what he, he said was China is not engaging at all. And so this is one of those things that that nobody's kind of been talking about. Everyone's talking about GDP, and right, everyone's all upset about president, that Trump talked to the Russians. Right? I've never understood it. So I... I, I, I I tried to be unplugged. I didn't really watch a lot of news or anything else, but it was hard to miss the whole Putin thing. And everybody's talking about, well, the Russians, they did this and they did that, and they're misbehaving, and they're, you know, all this bad, and then they were involved in the election, and, you know, oh, my God, they hacked people, right? Yeah, oh, well, we know. They've hacked everybody, but, you know, since it's the, the Democrats lost, that's got to be the thing. Right? If you've been on the Internet at all, the Russians have hacked you, okay? Right? And so have the Chinese. Uh, and, you know, don't blame them. We allowed it to happen. But, you know, when, when, a, when a person is, uh, and I'll use a, a child, if a child's misbehaving, what does the principal do? What does the teacher do? What's the first thing they do? They call the parents to say, hey, uh, you need to come in here so we can sit down and have a conversation. Well, if the Russians are misbehaving, wouldn't it make sense if we sat down and with them and had a conversation? I, I don't know. Seems like a logical thing to do. I mean, can we trust them? No. Will they do what we want? Probably not. Right? Is North Korea going to give up its nukes? I doubt it. Right? But talking to them seems like a good thing. But they, you know, well, all that's going on. None of that's really that important. Two big things have happened. Number one, the, not that the Russians held a lot, but at one point, at the beginning of the year, the Russians held over $100 billion in U.S. Treasuries. Uh, while I was gone, the word came out that they have sold every single one of them. The, Russia now does not own any U.S. treasuries, and that's something where, again, somebody needs to be the one that buys all this stuff. Number two, the Chinese currency, and this is where gold is is acting uh, the way, way it is. We're seeing the dollar the dollar index is at, what, almost 96? Let me just check here. Uh, maybe it moved. Okay, 95. So it was at 95 and a half this morning. It's now down to 95 right now. I don't know why Jay Powell's talking. My guess is he said something dovish. But, but it doesn't really matter. Think about earlier this year. We were talking about a, the dollar uh, at the beginning of the year, the dollar was in the low 90s. I told you it was going into the 80s. It did. It was at 87. And, heck, I was talking about, hey, could we see 85, 84? And now we're, we went from 87 back up to, let's call it 95 and a half, 96. Right? In a matter of a couple of months. Right? The currencies aren't supposed to move like this. Right? These are supposed to be, especially the dollar, the dollar is like a glacier, right? Because it's so massively big. It's not supposed to make these huge moves. And a lot of people are, you know, they're trying to convince us. 
oh, well, look at the, you know, GDP, we may get a four, right, for a quarter or two. Believe it or not, Obama got a couple of fours, just, you know, just for the record, right? When you give massive tax cuts to corporations, yeah, you can get a fake number. I don't want to call it fake. It's a real number, but it's, we know. You know what I mean. So what happened? One of the things that the Chinese are doing, and I believe they're doing a couple of things. I think they're doing a Russia thing, right? They're not buying the amount of treasuries they normally would, right? We've been talking a lot about auctions. Matter of fact, when I left, the day I left, there was a, the worst three-year auction ever. Well, now I don't want to say ever since Lehman collapsed, right? You think about Lehman Brothers, nobody was buying anything, remember that. But essentially, outside of that little brief window in time, the worst auction ever. Their currency. We were looking at a Chinese renminbi that, remember, was getting ready to go below six, you know, the exchange rate. Six renminbis to the dollar. It's now getting ready to cross seven. And that is massive. That's a huge. And remember how we used to complain about China being a currency manipulator, right? This is what they're talking about. This is one of the weapons that that, that China is using uh, to cause America pain. And we haven't, it hasn't been reflected yet, but it's coming. Right? And now today, and Larry, with Larry Kudlow's co- uh, comments about Hey, you know what? We can't even get the Chinese to engage us in trade talks uh, that, uh, you know, seemingly today, as an example, Wall Street doesn't want to focus, right? They ignored it, right? They don't want to focus on that. Trust me, these are out. Here's what he said. We're in a significant trade dispute with China. The World Trade Organization is broken and its biggest culprit is China. I'll finish with what he said next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Family courts routinely deprive men of their fundamental right to parent their own children by charging them with a wide variety of trivial offenses. Family courts generally uphold feminist demands to kick a man out of his own home and take control of their children and his money based on a woman's unsubstantiated allegations. A major weapon in this ongoing battle between men and women who don't get along is the Violence Against Women Act. This law was passed in 1994 as a payoff to the radical feminists for helping to elect Bill Clinton president in 1992. The Violence Against Women Act shows the hypocrisy of noisy feminist demands that we kowtow to their ideology of gender neutrality, to their claim that there is no difference between male and female, and to their opposition to stereotyping and gender profiling. There is nothing sex-neutral about this law. It is based on the proposition that there are indeed innate gender differences. Men are naturally batterers, and women are naturally victims. This law is not designed to eliminate or punish violence, but to punish only alleged violence against women. 
Most of the shelters financed by the Violence Against Women Act do not accept men as victims. This law has been known from the get-go as feminist pork because it puts $1 billion a year of U.S. taxpayers' money into the hands of the radical feminists. They have set up shop in domestic violence shelters where they promote divorce, marriage breakup, hatred of men, and false accusations while rejecting marriage counseling, reconciliation, drug abuse treatment, and evidence of mutual partner abuse. There is no accountability for the taxpayers' money spent in these shelters. The law provides the woman with free legal counsel, but not the man to defend himself. He's on his own to find and pay a lawyer. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The traditional family is the building block of our communities and country. That's why it's imperative to support strong marriages, respect fathers, and champion stay-at-home moms. At phyllisschlafly.com, we oppose the liberal attempt to redefine the family. To join us, visit phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Back eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Listen, you got to pay attention. And, and I'm going to tell you, you know what's happening right now. It, it's very similar. You know what? When we were, we took this bus. There was forty people on the bus. Okay, there was forty of us taking this rafting trip. Eight people in a boat, five boats, forty people, and the. The lead guide is talking to us on our bus ride down into into the gorge. And he can kind of tell we're all giggling, laughing. We're all excited, right? The sun's out. It's a great day. And, and he wanted to get our attention, and he said, you know what? Six of you are going to end up in the water today. Turns out he was wrong. There were seven of us that ended up in the water. And he guaranteed it. And this is the exact same thing that's happening. And it's been happening all summer long. Right? Let's not focus on what's real. Let's all pretend everything's great. We got a big tax cut, but we will we'll just say, look at the look at the profits, look at the earnings, right? But it's not sales. Yeah, profits are 20% because he gave them a huge tax cut. Guess what? Just like I told you, they just bought back their stock. Don't be fooled. The trade war. Oh, it's great. We love trade war. I mean, that's what you would think. It's not good. The dollar has rallied. Listen, remember, the first reaction usually is the wrong one. And that's exactly what's happening and Larry Kudlow tried to give a warning today. And for him to give a warning, I'm worried. I, that worries because this guy is, he never sees a dark cloud anywhere. I kind of liken it to uh, if you've ever been uh, boating or out with Eric, Uncle Eric. I used to call him, I used to tell him, I said, I think you're half Indian. Because we'd be out at Roosevelt or wherever, Saguaro. We'd be out at the lake. And he would point to a cloud. I mean, it's it's Arizona. Okay? The sun is out all the time. 
he would point to these clouds that were, I don't even know how many miles away they were, 100 miles away. They were like off in the, see those clouds? It's going to be bad. That's what he would say. We'd laugh. We'd all snicker behind his back, you know. Even his wife, Laurie, would laugh. We'd all laugh. And we'd be off the water, you know, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. We're, oh, we got to get out. we got to get everything out of here. And, and we'd be sitting there watching everybody out there else still out there boating. And I would tell you, sure enough, here this thing came. Right? And you, we would watch. Boaters, they'd be out there, they'd start yelling at their wives, screaming at their kids because they can't get the boat off the water and all the, right, you know, and all the warning signs were there. They just chose to ignore them, right, because they only wanted to see what was right in front of their face. The exact same thing. We knew about the tax cut a long time ago. And really, think about it, the Dow really, I mean, I don't know if it's up for the if it's up for the year, it's up, you know, barely. But listen to what he said today. The trade dispute is significant. The World Trade Organization is broken, and the biggest culprit is China. Don't blame Trump, blame China. That's a profound statement. Which really means what? Larry Kudlow all of a sudden isn't real sure about how this is going to go down. Yi, that's the Chinese president, doesn't want to make a deal. It's holding the game up. China trade talks are stalled at the moment. Those were his exact words. Now, why do you think China doesn't want to make a deal? You think maybe because they think they're going to win? I'm just saying. Now, however, here's what the market hurts. So he makes those comments. Then he followed up with, we're reading the spread wrong. He's talking about the yield curve. And I know you guys get all twisted. Up. Oh, I don't understand this and that and bonds. Here's all you need to know. The short end of the yield curve, that's where we sell most of our debt. In other words, when we have these auctions and we've got to sell trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars every single year, then the numbers get so big now, I don't even know where we're at. What do we got to sell? Eight, nine, ten trillion a year every year, and, and the number keeps going up. Most of it is in short term debt. Three months six months, right? One year, two year debt, short term. That part of the yield curve keeps rising. In other words, we've got to pay more and more interest for people to hold the debt for a short period of time. Most of those buyers, foreigners, when I talk about the lack of participation, that's what we're talking about. They're not nearly as interested as they used to be. Still enough. The long end of the curve, that's your 30-year note, your 10-year note, 
right? You're seven and five. By the way, I think the first part of the inversion is going to be the seven and the ten. They're almost inverted now. Uh, I think there's what I think the ten-year notes at two eight five and the seven-year notes at two eight three. Most of that was really held by us, right? That's your pension funds, your your annuities, right? Stuff like that. Uh, the government itself. We're at the long end. That's not rising. Even though the Federal Reserve has been raising rates, and Jay Powell continually says, I'm going to keep raising rates. And yet the long end of the curve won't rise. Why? Because no one actually believes down the road things are going to be better. That's why. They're willing to hold on to the debt for a little while. The bond market is sending a warning. Now, Larry Kudlow, who, why would he be a bond? He's not. Says that we're reading it wrong. And the reason why is every time, not every other time, not two out of three, right? Not three out of four times. This isn't dentine gum. We're four out of five dentists. Every time the yield curve inverts, we have a recession. But he's trying to say it's different this time. His next sentence, there's no recession in sight. That's what the market heard today. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. So I'm like our our guide, right? We're, We're on the bus. We're going down to to raft and everybody's in a great mood we're all smiling and we're thinking about how much fun we're gonna have and everybody's joking and 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 then he gives the warning hey six of you are gonna end up in the water and of course my brother jokes that it's gonna be me right and this and that and ha 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 and and nobody really thinks it's ever gonna be them i know that i was on the boat I, i was listening I'm like, yeah, we're not going in the water. Nah, you just, you know, got to do it. And he has this, he gets out, you know, and he's showing, this is how you secure your your life fast, and, you know, all that stuff, and, and your helmet, and blah, 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 your paddle, right, going through, you know, all that stuff he's got to go through. And, and then his last thing is the, what we ended up referring to as the rope of life. Which would, if a if a rafter was in trouble, they couldn't get to him. In other words, he couldn't get back to the boat. This was the 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 last line of defense where they would throw the this bag of rope at you, and yet you would grab the rope and they would pull you back to 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 safety. Right. That's what gold and silver is. Gold and silver is that rope. And we're getting all the warning signs, right? I talked about Eric and how he saw these clouds that weren't even over the mountain yet, and he knew. I know what's coming. Nobody else thought it was, ah, look at it. It's great outside. Right, Larry Kudlow? Hey, we could get a 4% quarter. Or two. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I hope. 
Right? I want them to be right. I'd love to. I don't think so, but uh, let's go for that. But then he starts talking about, mm, you know, things aren't really going so hot here. China won't even talk to us. Right? And then I start telling you how the Russians sold all of their treasuries. Talking about how China has been using their currency now as a weapon, right? And they keep devaluing it, devaluing it, devaluing it. And everybody's, oh, it's great. We, Trump is great. And Trump said, he's done a great job. He has. And he's talking tough. We love it. And there's no recession in sight. And that, you know, not the does up a lot, it's up 60, 70 points, but that's what they wanted to hear. There's no recession in sight, but yet all the warnings, are, there's the cloud. He talked about it, talked about at least one of the clouds. Says, hey, they won't even negotiate with us. We keep calling, they won't even answer. <laughs> right, they're ghosting us, right? I sent him a tweet and he won't reply. And you start to understand this is crazy what's happening. And I don't know. I know Glenn did a whole bunch with the debt clock. I saw that we had it up on our website, everything. Right? We see now, right, we're already at 22, 21.2 trillion. It's supposed to be 0.3, 0.4, 0.5, right? We, we just, just get, it's getting incredible how big it's getting. And we've got to sell it all. And somehow he wants to tell us, you know what, we're reading the, te- we're reading the yield curve wrong. Oh, yeah, no, that's not right. Because it's sunny outside. The problem, Larry, is that once you get past, you know, a a six-month note, nobody, everybody's like, I don't know if I want to go any further than that. The bond market is telling you. It's telling you Jay Powell doesn't know what he's talking about. Right? He's t- it's telling you Larry Kudlow doesn't know what he's talking about. The bond market's telling you the stock market, yeah, I don't think so. We want to believe them to be right. I, you know what? Let's face it. We don't know. I don't know. I can only, I, I, I can only tell you the information that I can get. And right now what it's saying is we're in the middle of the sunshine, right? It's about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Right? Eric sees the cloud. Everybody else on the lake, they're, they're, oh, we're, we're just having a good time. I don't even want to look over there. If I don't look at it, then it won't be happen. Right? I mean, we all do that. Well, if I, I just won't look at it. And somehow it'll miraculously be better. And we've been given a gift, right? Where well, the gift is, I keep going on vacation, and every time I leave, gold and silver fall, which just creates a, a better and better buying opportunity. And, and, and I'll say this right now, this is just my opinion. You're stealing silver today. And I know you're like, Joe, come on, dude. You've been talking about silver for like eight months now. I, I know. But it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's gotten, it's ridiculous. It's, that's how inexpensive, and of course inexpensive a relative term. Uh, but I have a, and, and, and I know you're like, well, but we, you know, the prices haven't fallen very much and they haven't. But I do have a little, I have my own little supply. It, it's a, 
it's a small one, but I, I when I got in uh, yesterday, I knew exactly who I was going to call this morning. There's four cases of U.S. Silver Eagles. These are going to be back dates. These are not 2018. They're three hundred and seventy-five dollars, which I know for a fact is the cheapest price this year. I don't want to say even last year. You'd have to go back to the end of 2015. Uh, they're three hundred and seventy-five dollars a roll. If you buy a case, case of Silver Eagles, you save five bucks a roll. Uh, cases of U.S. Silver Eagles are nine thousand two hundred and fifty bucks at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Get ready, get ready to take your boat off the water because the storm is coming. Patriot Radio News Hour final segment coming up. Don't know why there's no sun up in the sky. Stormy weather since my man. I love it, Peter Radio News. Don't worry. Fine. The sun's out. Weather's great. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, right? It, 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 and I just, I don't get it. I, I truly don't. Uh, the yield curve, which is ever since we went to full fiat, since 1971, it's probably the most accurate predictor. When yields, the two-year and 10-year yields, when they get wider, usually means things are getting better. When it contracts, it's slowing down. And when it inverts, it means things are bad. And... Right now, the the difference between a two-year note and a 10-year note is 0.24, right? 0.24%, which is really flat, right? Your flat yield curve, that's a flat, right? It's the lowest spread, by the way, since the 08 recession. Kind of tells you, right, it's a warning. And somehow... Uh, whether it's the Fed or Larry Cutler, they're trying to tell us, oh, it's different this time. But it's never been different. Right? And it'll be the same thing. We never saw it coming. Right? And and, and you always have these moments because they always want to believe that somehow uh, economic uh, principles don't apply when it doesn't work in their favor. And, and it apply, if it's in their favor, oh, it's economic principles. Then when it is, well, it doesn't apply this time. It applies, and it applies every time. And there's a reason why China's not coming to the table, right? And the reason is, guess what? Hey, we're as big as you, and we can stand on our own two feet. And you know what? You know, it's just like anything else. Whether you want to call it big brother, little brother, whatever, right? They're tired of being bullied. And they they want to be, you know, let's say they want to be number one. So when you're sitting there and you're thinking about what's really happening, have the wisdom to listen to the tour guide, right? Listen to the people that, hey, you know what? Time to get the boat off the water. 
right? Because, you know, it's so funny. I tell the story. None of us thought we were going in the water. My brother was laughing. Oh, Joe's going to go in the water. He was the one that was in the water. Guess what? Guess who got the rope of life thrown at his face? Right? And that's how it happens, and it happens so fast. You don't have time. Right? And it was so funny because I watched uh, when I got back and I saw that gold had fallen. And I expected to come in today and, and prices were going to be super cheap and all, and it didn't really happen. All of a sudden now, gold's falling, the, you know, gold's falling $20 and the price is only falling, by cost is only falling 5 When we keep talking about how this has been the flattest, this has been the best 24 months of buying gold ever. As far as how close you could buy to spot, and this is the you know one of the futures, really the first time with a big gold fall where the prices didn't go with it. In other words, somebody came in. It wasn't me. Somebody came in and bought this market and bought it heavy. Best deal on the table today: U.S. Silver Eagles, three hundred seventy-five dollars a roll. Cases at nine thousand two hundred and fifty. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, and I'll be back tomorrow. Take care.